On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we go over the Badgers over the Illinois Illini, look at week seven in the NFL, everything that we had there. We got a London game, the Bears, Patriots, Packers had a bye, but Casey still has stuff to say about it. We also have the sad, sad story of the Brewers being knocked out of the playoffs in a game seven. Also, much, much more to come. Stay tuned. All right, let's start the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo. I am joined by Casey, and Casey, we had a pretty interesting weekend. We did, I think, for uh, for different reasons. Different reasons. Yeah, Yours yeah, was a bit reasons. more sportsy than, uh, as mine normally is, uh, than than mine was this weekend. Yeah, is that so? Because I was uh, at the Badger game yeah. on Friday or on Saturday. Sorry, on Saturday. For homecoming up in all of the hoopla. Got to do the game and watch the Brewers game, which we'll talk about later as well. Um, <laughs> but but you, on the other hand, you were uh, you were out having fun. Yeah, I had a, a bachelor party day. Uh, I would say weekend, but it was only a day on Saturday. We did uh, paintballing, uh, then a nice, a nice dinner, and then uh, video card and board games like real men do in 2018. So that was what I was up to um, while I watched all of the sports on my phone in there. Most people I was around cared not at all. So I was going through all of the motions uh, like I normally do. Uh, but normally I either do that around other people who are going through all those emotions or secluded <laughs> in my house. Uh, but this time I was around other people who were not. And I probably came off as a crazy person. Yeah, just sitting in the corner yelling at your little screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like tearing out my hair as they check their phones every once in a while and go, oh, Brewers are still losing. It's like, ah! <laughs> And it was like delayed, right? Because I'm watching on the, oh, you know, live feed, you know, it's over the internet, so it's a little delayed yeah. than if you were watching TV. But, you know, they're getting it through like an ESPN app or something, so they'll get an update, and then they'll like repeat yeah. the negative thing that happened. <laughs> right, yep. 30 seconds after it happened for me, so I have to like, be like, of course that happened. It was it was uh, a weird experience. Although I w- I don't want to get too much into the Brewers talk, but I will say it was it was helpful when I uh, kind of emotionally checked out to have other people around me who were um, not at all bothered by it <laughs> to help bring me back into reality and realize that uh, there are people who don't care and it's weird. I don't I don't get it. I don't know how they do it, but uh, God bless them and they they helped. Uh, I dare say they helped me Saturday night. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you had some support group for everybody else out there that does care about sports. We're here for you, yeah. and that's what we're here for. Yeah, with all the emotions, the ups, and all downs. the emotion. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll start with a with an up. I think start with an up. An up. With an up well, was it mark? an up? I mean, well, I think we. Well, I went to this game. Then yeah. we talk about last after after the whole Michigan debacle. 
Yeah. And it was like, this is homecoming. I'm gonna enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy the game. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna make it fun no matter what. And I did. And I was tailgating, and it was great. Yeah. And um, and yeah. And and, the, and then the weather changed, and it started raining. And I was like, this isn't great. But then it started to turn into snow, and that's when it really got great. And it made it a picturesque first part of the game to have this like l- nice little sheet of snow on the on the football field. You can see everyone's footprints, people sliding around. It just it felt it felt like football. Yeah, and dare I say, good paintballing weather because you're you know bundled up, so the 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 paintballs don't hurt as much as well. But anyway, <laughs> back to the Badger game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Badger game. Uh, you know, playing Illinois, expected a big win, got a big win. Um, but I think that question mark comes from I don't did they play up to the level that we were expecting them to play? Yeah, uh, I guess I view this as similar to the Nebraska game where we had a, a similar I think scoreline as this, <clears throat> and it felt like it should have been more, could have been more, um, and that's I guess where where the question mark is. We've seen Illinois lose a couple games uh, more. Uh, I almost said deliberately, but uh, more significantly would be uh, a better word uh, than this one. Uh, so the 49-20 scoreline, while seemingly impressive, again, like the Nebraska, I felt like it could have and should have been more. Yeah, agreed. Looks good on paper, but if you actually sat down and watched it, you kind of get that little feeling. Yeah, there was some, uh, I guess, iffy performances, and if we want to start out with the one I'm sure – uh, at least I know that our our text feed was uh, screaming about was once again Alex <laughs> Hornibrook. Um, his stat line not terrible but not great. Um, Thirteen of twenty two, one eighty eight, three touchdowns, two interceptions. But Marlo, I have a feeling that that doesn't tell me everything I need to know about his performance. <sighs> I don't even know what to say. I <laughs> I don't. I can't come in week in week out and say the same things about Hornibrook. I know. That's you know. I think I mean that's it. Three touch, like two interception against an Illinois team that's let like I mean, let's be honest, it's we were playing a Mac team. We were playing a Mac team. Mm. And if you're gonna instill any confidence, not only like if you're gonna like confidence in me, that's one thing, but I feel like you can st- and kill confidence yourself and to go, you know, hundred eight thirteen or twenty two, hundred and eighty yards and two interceptions. Mm-hmm. It's just not that's not doing it. Three touchdown doesn't save the performance for you? No, <laughs> no, not, not at all. They weren't, it'd be different if the, I don't, you tell me, did you, were you impressed by those touchdown throws? Uh, I, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I was just trying to, I guess, play a, a bit of a, a devil's advocate there Um. on, on that. Uh, I guess, again, I always take the, I feel like I'm always the, the defender of whomever the coach, the quarterback, whoever it is. Um, and it's honestly getting harder and harder with Horny Brook. Uh, it's throws behind wide open receivers, over wide open receivers. Um, just throws that I've I've seen him make in the past, and don't understand, you know, this streak that he's in. Why he can't do that anymore? Um, why he's now missing more uh, more easy throws than he has in the past? It's yeah, it's confounding. It's almost like it's a digression as the season goes on. Yeah, and I guess the only thing I can take away is I, I feel like there was a swoon like this last year, um, and he was able to kind of play himself out of it. Uh, again, as we talked about last week, he's going to have to, right? There's yep. not, not another option right now. Uh, so 
I guess my only words of positivity here is maybe he can get back to, I don't even want to say his normal self because I feel like this almost is his normal self now, but get back to the better version of Horny Brook who had us making Horny for Heisman t-shirts. Not us, <laughs> specifically. Yeah. Um, specifically. Maybe we put them in our cart to purchase but never actually pulled the trigger and thought about it for a little while. Uh, and then the mission game happened. But um, get back to that kind of quarterback um, more so than, than than what we're seeing. I don't know. I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed and hope that that happens. But uh, it, it as this is another week where it seems that that's less likely to happen. Right. Are so? Are you still? Are you still on board? Are Are you still excited for this team week in and week out? <sighs> excited. Yeah. I'd say. And maybe we'll get into this uh, when we talk about Bucks later. But I, I'd say at this point, I'm more nervous about it. Nervous? Yeah, I'm, I'm more nervous going to the game to live up to an expectation I had that might have been, yeah, exaggerated. Yeah, it's that's, it. Go ahead. It's not necessarily fair, but I, I don't. It's weird to sit here and go, "We won a game, forty-nine to twenty, and uh, you know, we won whatever last week." Uh, or, I'm sorry, two weeks ago against Nebraska, 41 to 24, and be like, well, I don't know. This is this doesn't feel great. Like we're uh, Michigan aside, you know, we yep won yeah, those two I, games well, and I still don't feel great about it. It's a really weird feeling, and maybe that's where this program is. I and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I was, I was think I think it's tough because we were we were hoping this would be the season you, you go from good to great. And we just we we messed that up already, mm-hmm. so it's it's hard to kind of step back and be like, oh no, we're just good, and this is what good is. Because right. um, like you said, we had those we had those expe- expectations before, and obviously they're not being met. Yeah, I'd say that there's a path to get back to that, right? Um, right. We have some games of of consequence coming up, uh, and some games we should win. And if we we do that, I think we can get back there to where I'm. I'm excited to where where this season could end up. But we were talking about uh, offline. We had one of our fellow fans send in some some bowl projections and the range of bowls that we can end up in compared to what I expected coming to the season. Um, God, it, it made me a little sick to my stomach. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Josh Fox. Yeah, uh, for sending that over over when we were talking about we we're going to be in the Outback Bowl last week. Apparently, that's far. F- fetch well it probably won't happen well it was anywhere from uh going back to a bcs bowl right if we if we finish yes. the season strongly to like the tax layer bowl and i was yeah oh, it, made me, it made me sad so i guess the serve pro first responders bowl that's what it, yeah that was the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that i don't know um <laughs> so that i guess that's where the nervousness comes in is that i you know i want the t- i expect the team to win but like if Things don't go well. We're going from the expectation ahead to that. Um, and I think, speaking of nervousness and, and where the team's going to go, that kind of rolls into uh, this week in one of my, uh, I feel like every year one of my most nervous games is against Northwestern, especially at Northwestern, which is where right. Wisconsin will find themselves at 11 a.m. this Saturday. Uh, and I can't not, I have to continue and just say that I, I'm nervous about this game. We sh- it's a game we should win, um, but that always seems to be a case against Northwestern. It's always uh, a struggle. Uh, hopefully, it won't be. But man, yeah, I'm really, I'm really scared. I'm always scared of the eleven o'clock kickoff at Northwestern. It's just a terrible environment. It's a 
junk stadium. And we usually have most of the fans there, but again, it's like 11 o'clock in the morning at Northwestern. It just, it's always a trek from, you know, Chicago uh, or wherever you're coming from to get there. Yeah. And they just always seem, no matter, I've seen great, I've seen good teams lose the crappy Northwestern teams there. Mm-hmm. And for no, I've, for no reason. Not, it's just, it's always scary whenever we play Northwestern at Northwestern. And especially this year with, you know, with where we're at in the season. And, and Northwestern's on the uptick. Yeah. They Four are on the uptick. Conference. Yeah, they're more, they are on the uptick. So it could be, you know, something where they have a, that little bit of extra juice to try to get this and we come out flat again. Yeah. That's it, the big you know, worry. It seems like we have some matchups like this, right? Like against Iowa, it's always low scoring. It always is kind of that kind of bruisem game, right? No matter how the teams are playing outside of that game, that's how that game turns out. And at Northwestern always seems to be no matter, and usually it's Wisconsin being the better team, but it's always kind of a weird game with weird turnovers or like or something strange, at least in my memory, seems to happen. So, yeah, uh, I think if, as we John talk about Clay fumble, yeah, some other stuff. I, I'm trying to think of things that come off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've tried. I'm trying to block them out, so I don't even want to think about yeah. them. Um, but as we talk about me being nervous at watching these games and what we need to do to get back to me being excited, looking forward to, to the games at Northwestern's a big win. And then we have obviously the Penn state game coming up, but it starts this weekend. I mean, I feel like I see this every week, but it's going to tell a lot about this team and, and where we are going forward uh, with, with this game. Because I mean, when we, we look well, at the, go ahead. Yeah, is it too? Should we use the, should we use the P word? We're, we're we're in playoffs mode. Try to get back to Indy. Got to win them all. We to get back to Indy. I think so. The I guess my only hang. So if we look at the, I guess let's talk about the Big Ten West now. This uh, yep. as I put wrote down the I put increasingly, but I meant surprisingly competitive Big Ten West. Um, Wisconsin, uh, I guess, sits second place, a half game behind Northwestern, who already has an extra uh, Big Ten game in there uh, with Purdue, Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern, all with one loss. Um, and the reason that I, I hesitated so much was I was trying to remember Iowa's schedule, and I think they have a pretty favorable schedule. I think they play at Penn State, and then they play Purdue um, in what could be a pretty important matchup, as as it turns out. Um but other than that, I, I think those are the only games that Iowa has a chance at losing or, or should lose. Uh, and if that's the case, Wisconsin more or less needs to needs to win out to get back to Indy. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Or we could be seeing a – North. well, we win this weekend, takes Northwestern out, but mm-hmm. still got to play Purdue. Um, so it's basically – as long as they keep winning elimination games, or we can see like a Purdue, a Purdue, a Purdue can make it to Indy. They can do it. Yeah, I saw an update. They have, they have a five percent chance of winning winning the conference. Here we go, um, which is the fifth best to win the conference. Wisconsin at ten, Iowa at nine, and then Michigan at forty seven now in the driver's seat in the East. Oof. Ohio State at twenty six. Oh man! Um, so it's it's therefore it's therefore Purdue. Uh, it's you know. I guess in their hands, so to speak. Which is that crazy. was that was a crazy game. Purdue yeah. just running over Ohio State. Yeah, and obviously that's why they're in the situation with a, a right. huge home win over Ohio State with a very similar scoreline of forty nine to twenty. 
<laughs> yeah. And is this are we gonna are we gonna make this a thing now? Is like is Urban Meyer on the hot seat for weird night games at places they should win, getting stomped for no reason? Well, this, this is two years in a row now. Is he on the? Hot, I mean, <laughs> he should be on the hot seat for. Not, yeah. Well, yeah. But you know. For, but we raised the question. It's becoming. It's becoming. A, it's becoming a fad at this point. Yeah. Um. I think. I I, I remember seeing a stat that showed. Ohio State was a 20.5 favorite, which is the biggest, oh, what was it? The biggest road favorite they were since they went at Iowa last year and lost 55 to whatever it was. Um, so it's it almost seems like back-to-back huge road favorite games they've, they've lost. Um, I didn't get to see much of the game. It was on uh, uh, during the Brewer game, so I, I, could, I can't tell you the specifics of it. I just know I kept looking, going back and looking at the score and being like surprised that I guess projections because I don't know if it's a fluke or if it really means Purdue is good. I mean, they lost to Eastern Michigan earlier in the year and Northwestern earlier in the year. I don't, yeah. it's, but maybe they've turned a corner and are a better team. I, I don't know. Who knows? They, lot, yeah, it's just college for, football. It's crazy. Yeah. And a lot up for, uh, to win in, in, the better uh, side of the Big Ten, the Big Ten West. Okay, on to more football. We have NFL. Uh, we had the Bears versus Patriots at Soldier Field on Sunday, and well, one the Bears are in trouble. The Bears D is in <laughs> trouble because okay. last week Brock Osweiler put out the book on on how to play this defense, and it's just short passes. <laughs> Don't let them rush the quarterback. Short passes, and somehow they forgot how to tackle. And that has been the book out there. And as soon as this game started, I was like, this is going to be a huge game for James White and Edelman. There's going to dink and dump and wrap it around. But it was actually, I mean, actually it wasn't that bad. It's the fact that they had two offensive, I mean, two special teams touchdowns, which yeah. is which is ridiculous. Um, but besides that takeaway, the other takeaway, though, is that Mitch Trubisky is probably the best running quarterback in the league, period. <laughs> Because uh, he just he's just running around, no, no one can touch him. Getting touchdowns, making making lands to throw. He just he just he can just do it all at this point, except not throw interceptions. But we're working on that. Do it all. He can do it all except throw the ball less than five feet over a wide receiver's head. <laughs> so many overthrows, unbelievable. Uh, going back to the D, I I guess that's the was the surprise to me. I although. As I if I back out fourteen points of um, special teams scoring, it's probably not that bad, right? To give up twenty four points to the Patriots, uh, although Gronk didn't play, so the Gronk did not play. Yeah, and so it was yeah, all, it was perfect. It was perfect timing to take to seize that win away from him with yeah. Gronk out. Yeah, and you hurt Sony Michelle, and that hurt my feelings because he's on my on, on our fantasy team, my fantasy oh. team in our league. Yeah. Uh, and I was very upset that they. It turns out he might be okay, which would be miraculous because when he that that looked he nasty. went down, it looked really bad. Yeah. Um, so I was just very mad at the Bears defense for. I, at least he cost me this week. So congratulations, Bears defense. You you beat me. <laughs> you didn't beat the Patriots, but you beat me. Uh, you got that going. Football. Right. Um, yeah. Are you are you really excited about Mitch Trubisky being a running quarterback? I mean that one that one run where he I think they they did the track thing and he ended up running like seventy six yards or something where he kind of ran yep. in a circle and, and ran back, um, was was 
pretty neat. Although I couldn't, I couldn't fathom how nobody could get across the field at that. He wasn't running particularly. Dude, I tell you, you're, you're not wrong in say that. When I see him run, I'm like, why is no one catching him? He doesn't look that fast. Yeah, it doesn't then, look like it's doing anything, but but it's work and it's working. And you know, I think the thing for me is these last three games. There has been there's been flashes, but the flashes have lasted longer. Yes, he has the flashes of overthrowing some plays and not having the best decision, but yeah. it's it's been a long time where I've been like, okay, like I have a quarterback down there, and the quarterback doesn't make me that nervous, and I can no. see the progression. Uh, like last last season, it was there was a flash every couple plays, you know, and this, this year we have drives that are sustainable and, you know, it looks like a quarterback back there. So I know that's hard for you to fathom another yeah. Packers fan. Yeah, I just, know, I know it's been a long time. You've never seen anything like that before, but we have not. And that's, that's the, uh, the most telling thing. All right. Well, I didn't find his performance as encouraging as, as you did, I guess. <laughs> and I think that, uh, he won't get that kind of running room. Uh, going forward, I think the Patriots are uh, particularly susceptible to that. They have a, a horrendously slow linebacking core, um, which I think kind of played into his ability to to run. And uh, if I was a defense, I would just be like, try and run. I'll put a guy up there to stop you. Throw over me. And by that, I mean he'll throw over everybody and it'll uh, likely end up in a safety's hand. Uh, but... I was I was encouraged by a uh, the Kevin White catching his first two passes of the yeah, season. We had a that Kev- was the former first round pick. Very exciting. Finally getting in the action. Yeah, we had a Kevin White signing on Sunday, <laughs> and he almost became a hero. He almost became an instant hero. He was one yard yeah. shy. Uh, we had to really try at that. He would have had the nice hell mary that would have tied it up at the end of regulation. It was the one throw that. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky did not overthrow, or the one that he underthrew was the one that he couldn't. Yeah, under yeah underthrew it by a yard. Um, but yeah, Kevin White up. He got his big hands up there. He caught. He came down. Made an effort to try to run an end zone. Unfortunately, there were two Patriots that decided they were going to tackle him. I was hoping they'd be too preoccupied with knocking the ball down, but that didn't work out. But hey, at least Kevin White got his name in the paper, and notably, managed not to get hurt. Yes, true. Which has been something that's a, he has ooh, been huge unable, unable to avoid. Yeah, that's a huge. That even. Yeah, that's a huge plus. So credit to Kevin White for making it through two catches without getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like number seven overall pick? Eight seven overall, overall pick. <laughs> that's right. Value. All right. <laughs> so Bears lose. They are now. They went from. They started to. I guess rub some salt in the wounds here. They started the day first place in the division, and they ended the day in last place. So take that. Oh, yep. That's thus is the life. It's, it's a weird. It's a it's a very contested division. I think it will be that way throughout the year. Uh, I don't see anybody, maybe the Vikings, but I don't see anybody really running away with it. All right. Yeah, we'll see. My, we'll see how this plays out in the end. My negativity has has brought you down. Yeah, that was my. You goal. really hit home. You really hit home <laughs> with me because I was trying to think like. All right, we lose, I, when the season came out, I, you know, I thought the Patriots, you know, you check it off, win, win, loss, loss. Yeah, yeah. The, the Patriots one was an L to me. Yeah. You know, I was happy that we were, we still had a chance uh, towards the end there, and giving up two yep. special team plays is just stupid. But yep. um, I'm just still mad about the Brock Osweiler loss this yep. whole time. So, 
That's the one that really hurts, and that's why it's hurting. Not not the Patriots loss; it's the fact that we still lost to Brock Osweiler last week. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree when when you go win win loss win loss like that. Um, that doesn't make the loss the close loss feel any better in no. the moment. No, not at all. Um, although I would argue that the two, if I remember correctly, the two. Special team touchdowns essentially made up for two really bad fumbles by the Patriots, so they kind of, in a, in a luck standpoint, kind of washed in my mind. Mm. Um, and then, but then still, it was a, a seven. Even so, it's a seven point game, and and the Bears were right there. Yeah. Um, all right. Elsewhere in the NFL, Marla, what uh, what else stuck out to you? All right, the uh, London game. First right. of all, how great is why don't. Last week they had a London game and it was on at noon uh, yeah. local time here. No one Why cares, don't but... they always have it on at the the nine o'clock spot or what, whatever it is? I don't know, but it is it, it is great. They wake up and oh, there's football on. Yeah, and Can't the only that. thing that's the only thing that sucks about that is when you wake up and you're like, oh crap, football's on, and <laughs> Melvin Gordon is out for some weird reason. Yeah, and doesn't play, but not to say he's on my fantasy team or anything. And Just then you can't. They have a general concern change. for fantasy owners out there. Yeah. So, but that's the only that. But yeah. But waking up and having the football game. I think there's one this week. There's one this Sunday as well in the morning. Yeah. Um. So we got that. Jacksonville going for play us. somebody. I don't remember who. Yeah. Jacksonville is always playing in London. Yeah. Sir Blake Bortles. Yeah. <laughs> in, in London. Yeah. Again. Blake Bortles owns London. He's three and zero in London. He's the. He's, it's the only place he knows how to play. Right. Exactly. Uh. But this London game, Tennessee, and the Bolts. Uh. Yeah, the L.A. Chargers. Who should just move to London? No, Jacksonville should move to London. Jacksonville should lose. Yeah, should go to London. Uh, so, wait, Casey, how do you think about this? You, you're you okay with ties. Apparently, Mike Vrabel is not okay with Mike ties. Mike Vrabel is not okay with ties. He's not okay with ties. Going for two with, I don't know, sec- seconds left on the clock when he could just kick one to tie the game and try to win this in overtime if he hates ties so much. And then on top of I mean, I'm going to ask you what your perspective on the actual call was but i i love that you go for two it was just a crappy play calling call yeah and he had two chances too because one was called back one was called on the penalty and yep. uh still couldn't still couldn't come through but as a man of soccer going for the win in regulation thoughts so in this specific situation where you're down one point you just came down and scored you had previously scored 13 points all game until this last drive um, I think you got to look at percentage-wise. What is more likely that you will score from the two-yard line, uh, or you will either, or or essentially you will? I won't go through all the scenarios. Or you will win in <laughs> overtime. Right? Okay. You get you get the kickoff. You score immediately, or you know whatever else has to happen in overtime. And I feel like the answer is you are far more likely to score from the two-yard line. I would say it's sixty percent on average. And I think with Tennessee, you should even have a higher percentage because you have a mobile quarterback, and I think that's very important in this situation. And so I totally agree with Vrabel going for it. And if you take other things in consideration, first your coach, having faith in a team, all that kind of nonsense, I think that's all there um, for Tennessee to support this decision. Um, but so that is kind of, I support the decision to go for it, but especially getting two chances. You have to come up with a better option than your quarterback's Mariota. You know that. The defense knows that. The defense knows that, and he stays in the pocket in both attempts. 
uh, and throws uh, throws the ball into coverage in both times. I hated the call. Uh, I would want to see either a run pass option, a even a run uh, option with Mariota or a rollout, something to get him moving, something to make him analyze the defense in the play and use his athleticism, use his mobility. And they didn't do that. They just had him sit in the pocket like he was 41-year-old Tom Brady. Uh, it, it just Trying to dissect baffling. the defense. Yeah, it was a terrible call. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a terrible call. Like you said, it was a morning quarterback. They should have they should have ran it at, at some point. But... Um, but yeah, going for going for it. I surprised you went with all the saber metrics, go, digging in your bag of saber metrics yeah. to uh, to cover the decision. But it's then again, I'm not that surprised. Uh, but but that is but going for the win. Just, I just think winning is better than than tying. So go for the win. I, yeah, and I thought there could have been a, a funny uh, if they had tied and the game ended up in a tie. A whole like there's draws in soccer's kind of thing. And <laughs> it's in, in London. Yeah. I thought that would have been that, that would have been, been funny. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I like the the aggressiveness. Uh, I think that's kind of the uh, attitude that Vrabel's trying to instill in Tennessee, um, which is, I don't know, maybe good. Uh, maybe it's stupid. I don't know. But <laughs> that's my expert expert opinion. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's stupid. Uh, but I, it worked out for uh, Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. And, you know, Belichick has done some pretty aggressive things. And he's from the Belichick tree. Uh, coaching tree so i liked it overall uh, again i just wish the play calling uh was better which i guess sounds like i'm hedging my analysis but uh, it was a really bad play call <laughs> <laughs> all right well i all have right. uh, i have another thing i found well i guess it okay. broke today right uh, yeah it broke today uh john gruden made a, another trade in his teardown of the oakland uh las vegas uh, Raiders and he has traded Amari Cooper to uh, the Dallas Cowboys for a first round pick. Um, so either <clears throat> John Gruden knows something we all don't know and he's the smartest man in the room, or he's trading away all his good players and is the dumbest. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Marlon? <laughs> well, I think this is very problematic because I think he's he's hedging it. He's he's trading away all his good players because he's guy he's probably doing football guy thing. He wants players that want to play, right? He wants players. Yeah. He wants his, his guys his in style. there. His yeah, his system, his style. Uh, so he's he's racking up all these first round draft picks, which I think is even scarier to give to have Drew in the draft room with all these picks <laughs> and just let him go ahead and pick all and do yeah. and do that. I think that's that should be the scary thing if if there are Raider fans out there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, if you've seen the. If you've watched him on Monday Night Football going, this guy, I love this guy <laughs> yep. a thousand times. I mean, I can't imagine him watching uh, tape of, of college players and, and getting uh, having that be my decision making my decision maker in the war room. Um, oh, that's brutal. I just I, I saw this on, on the Internet, so it's not it's not my original thought. But he's been, so he's been complaining about um, how they don't have a pass rusher now that they traded Khalil Mack. Yeah, and I I can't wait for them to lose, uh, and then complain that they don't have a, a deep threat. It's it's hard to get it's hard to get a deep threat it's receiver. A, it's hard to get a, a solid wide receiver in the NFL when you just traded one away. Um, yeah, this is crazy. I did, I thought this would be a disaster. I just didn't think it'd be this quickly. So, question, Marlo. Yeah, is John Gruden, Gruden trying to get fired? <laughs> Get his fired. contract's guaranteed, right? Like coaches' contracts. That's what they say. I, I've been hearing some rumblings that it's not 
I don't know. Okay. It's not as much as it's been reported, but but either way, it's probably good money. Let's let's be let's just put yeah. it there. It's good money. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's tr- if he's trying to be fired or if he's just trying to be like Gruden from 1998. I can't tell, and that might be the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think if you go back and you look at his his track record after. Uh, did he go to? He went to the Super Bowl, right? And he lost. No, he won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Yep. yep. After that, he was like a 500 coach. Yep. And then he went into broadcasting for like 10 years. And yep. I would be worried if I. I guess if you're, but he's in like the best situation to do this kind of total BS teardown, get my guys in there because he's leaving a fan base, going to a new fan base that presumably is just excited that a team is going to be there. They might have one veteran player by the time they get there but i don't know i guess i couldn't imagine doing this type of thing in any other situation right and that's exactly what you need when you get a team in vegas is a team full of young people it makes perfect sense yeah right a a team full of young people who (laughs) young people who just got infused with money nothing could go wrong nothing nothing. but they'll be gruden guys (laughs) gruden grinders all the gruden grinders oh boy Oh boy! Good luck. Yeah, no, it'll good be luck good to it, all our Raiders uh, fans out there. Yeah, we're here for you. Uh, call in anytime. All right. Uh, looking ahead, uh, Packers. We obviously don't have much talk there. They had a had a bye week. Uh, the I guess the the funniest part of the bye week was Mike McCarthy went into some deep um, analysis of the team. Some real you know deep tape watching. Came out and said, uh, I think we should run the ball more. And every Packer fan was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is what we've been screaming for weeks. As uh, Aaron Jones has like six carries for 42 yards every game. And uh, you don't give him the ball. And then Ty Montgomery's in there. And like, uh, unbelievable. It was just like him doing like, hey, guys, I figured out this neat trick I can do. And everybody's, we know, we know, we've been telling you to do this for months. Uh, or at least weeks. Uh, so they had a bye week. Uh, we got some deep dive tape by the head coach. That's encouraging. Uh, I, I presume another week of health on Rogers' knee. Uh, they travel to L.A. to face the Rams. Uh, next week they are eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think it opened up at nine but went down to eight-and-a-half. Uh, Marlo, and this is the largest or biggest underdog that Aaron Rodgers has been in his NFL career. Well, the Rams are playing out of their minds right now. And they can just yeah. they can they can score and they can score. You guys aren't really stopping people, no. So it seems like a recipe for disaster. But, but it is going to be in L.A. and there will probably be uh, a crap ton of Packer fans there. I think it's going to be mostly Packer fans, is my guess. It could be. Um, I'm trying to look at. It. I mean, that said, the the Rams well. For sure, being impressive on offense. Uh, if we go back to their last five games, sure, they destroyed San Francisco, who maybe the Packers had a hard time against. That might not be a good sign. <laughs> uh, they beat Denver by three. They beat Seattle by two. And they beat Minnesota by seven. Uh, so they, while they've been good, they I don't know that they've been blowing the doors off of everyone uh, as much as maybe our, our recent memory of them beating the crap out of San Francisco would would lead us to believe that said, uh, as we mentioned with the comparison of the San Francisco 49ers, the Packers haven't been that great either. So it's a big spread. Um, 
I don't know. I'm not like I'm going to give a gambling pick on it or anything, but I thought it was an interesting tidbit that uh, the Packers that it was the biggest spread uh, of Aaron Rodgers' career because I feel like the Packers have been pretty bad at some points of the career and well, early on I guess they haven't been recently, right? All right. Anyway, who do the Bears play, Marlo? Bears play the Jets next nice. week. Excited um, for that one, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, super, super <laughs> excited. But I guess the Jets are, um, they're kind of, they're like a Northwest. They're kind of scary. They're kind of up and down. You don't know what you're going to get week in, week out. Um, so we'll see if they rally the troops and if, um, you know, we can stop short passes and make tackles. Yeah, it's weird. I can see a scenario in which it's just Bears defense throwing everything at Sam Darnold and him just being flustered and having turnovers. But at the same time, I can be like, I can see a scenario in which, like like you said, the, the Bears D is somewhat figured out and Sam Darnold's dinking and dunking the ball down the field. Khalil Max just chasing shadows. I, weird. It could go either way. Yeah, I, yeah, Khalil Max, his ankle needs to get better like right now. Right now. Yeah, but if you even if you do the short passes, though, right, um, you're just kind of throwing over him because he's just rushing the passer every time. So I don't know. Yep. Um, I could see it go e- going either way. I would err on the side of the Bears confusing the rookie quarterback enough, uh, Khalil Mack being healthy enough and, and making an impact. That's the way I would err on that. All right, that puts a bow on the NFL. Okay, um, Casey... You let me know when you're... I can give you a moment, but you let me know when you're ready to talk about uh, the Brewers. All right. So, Marlo, you, we go back a little bit in, in, in our, uh, I guess, friendship and also our, our equally our, our sports-watching lives. And I'm usually pretty good at, you know, pretty quickly finally looking back on a season or kind of like being a little bit more retrospective, right? Yep. I'm pretty good at hey the Badgers had this tough loss, but look, this other Yeah, you 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 are the go-to person for optimism after after things have gone bad, it's sports-wise. Yeah, I can usually everybody. find like a silver lining or something yep. or, or 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 what have you. Uh but I I haven't yet got there uh with this Brewers team. And I know the as we talked about it leading up to the playoffs through the playoffs I kept talking about how fun of a ride it's been, how fun this team has been. Uh, but to get so close to a World Series um, in a Game 7, now granted Game 7 uh, wasn't necessarily close. Uh, Brewers took the lead on a, a 1-0 with a Yelch home run. Uh, and I thought it was on. I was ready to you know book my flight to Boston. Okay, I was going to book a flight to Boston, but I was, I was psyched. And then uh, the rug got pulled out from under me. And I just feel that this one is gonna is gonna sting uh, for a while. I'm just gonna look back at this being the Brewers' chance to go to the World Series, which would have been the first time since 1982. I don't quite remember that one. I was negative three, um, <laughs> and it. I just I feel like in other sporting for the teams I root for in other sporting situations. Um, when the season has ended uh in almost almost always except for what 2010 for the packers it's been in a relatively negative fashion um there's always been 
hey, we could get back here. We still have Aaron Rodgers. Hey, we can get back here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the the Badgers program. You know, we're winning the West, that kind of stuff. We can get back to another Big Ten title kind of yeah. kind of thing. And with the Brewers, don't get me wrong, there are signs of optimism. The The core is locked up. Uh, Yelich is locked up on a contract. Um, I don't think there's any significant free agent players uh, that the Brewers stand to lose. Uh, I could be wrong. Apologies if I'm wrong. Um, I, I know that like the, the trades that we acquired, like Moustakis is a free agent, that sort of stuff. But like the core of why we're here, or we were here, should be back, but with baseball being the way that it is, um, it's just hard. Baseball is hard. The Cubs being who the Cubs are now, uh, the Dodgers being who the Dodgers are now, uh, whatever the hell is going to come out of the East, whether the Phillies will take that next step, the Braves will continue to to progress, the Nationals get back. It's I would looking forward to next year. I would I ex- expect the Brewers to compete for a playoff spot. I ex- would say. My expectation would be a wild card plus side would be a division title again. Um, but even to do that, to get to a game seven of an NLCS, it's so many things had to go right. And they did for so long. And then, you know, as we went through this series, blew the lead in game two, um, lost that the marathon extra innings game in, uh, was that game th- three, game four? And then we lost to Kershaw in Game Five to go down three two. Um, we're so close, and I felt like sitting at two two. I felt like we could have swept the series, and to then go on to, and, and lose the series, it's just it's just disappointing. So I, I guess this is a bit of a downer part, and maybe that's because that's where I am uh, as a Brewers fan. Uh, and I'm sure I'll get to a point where I can look back and go, yeah, but Yelich won the MVP, and that was so great, and Kane did his. You know, hat tips and uh, when he makes great plays in the outfield and, and and whatnot. And I'll remember that fondly. And I'll remember Hater being good and and those sorts of things. And Shasin down the stretch and 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 whatnot. And kind of think about how weird it was that the Brewers got to a game seven without really having any starting pitching whatsoever, because that's somewhat baffling. Um, but God, it's still it's still a little too close. Um, you've come and- so you've come so far because at the beginning of the season your expectation was the Brewers would be close at the end and probably lose to the Cubs. Yeah, there was... Uh, to, to come full circle, to be, like, super disappointed because you were that close to, the, to the, going to the World Series. Yeah, I want to say, like, the over-under win total was, like, 84, and they had 91 um, winning the division, which I, I would... I don't remember off the top of my head, but would have to go back and look. I, I'm sure they were... Uh, heavy underdogs to do that to the to the Cubs and I bet they were even behind the Cardinals uh, going into the year and it was just it, it was a great year and, and it was fun and uh, they way exceeded expectations and to just sit here and go we'll get them next year uh, is kind of hard in baseball more so it's, we're not we're not like the Cubs right where we can sit here and go we have our young nucleus we have all this money to spend you know oh crap we wasted all this money on you Darvish who didn't even play this year well he'll be back and we'll get another pitcher like it's I, I, I guess I, I was going to say I don't mean to signal out the Cubs. I kind of do because I'm a little bit, I don't want to say jealous because that makes me feel bad. They're in a different situation where they have the cash to spend. The Brewers don't have that. They're like the 20th highest payroll in baseball. <laughs> and they went <laughs> one game away from the World Series. It's unbelievable. And I think Dodgers are two and Red Sox are one. And that's who's playing the World Series. So congratulations, MLB. Congratulations. Bought a team. Uh, um yeah, right, are so you going to watch the I World got. Series at all? 
I will just because. Is it gonna, one, you got to wait till like game three, game four. I I I'll have it on. I don't know that I'll watch it until it gets down to game three, game four, uh, with any kind of uh, intensity or or real uh, purpose to see it. Um, it's there's just no one to root for, you know. It's, it's <laughs> it, so much of my my fandom, and right now, especially because I'm spiteful towards the Dodgers, and especially some of the players on their team, which we talked about at length last uh, podcast. Um, so I can't obviously can't root for the Dodgers, and like the Red Sox are the <laughs> second like biggest uh, favorite team, right? Like the second biggest. I mean, Yankees first and then Red Sox, like that you can't, they're the favorites to win every year. Like why would yeah. you, there's no underdog to kind of pick to. Right. To right. I mean, you can't do it. Boston can't be an underdog because they're, you know, you can't root for Boston because they're, they've been suffering for such a long time before they had, had a championship in any sport. And now they've just won a billion of them. Yeah. <laughs> and they have, like I said, they have the highest payroll. They have the, I think the. I mean, it's like a top ten season all time of for wins or something. It's it's crazy. Um, I I think when the game starts, I will be rooting for Boston just because of the spite factor. Um, I have really grown to dislike uh, some of the Dodgers players. Although I wouldn't mind seeing Kershaw win, um, just to have that kind of postseason um, performance to his resume, and then I can kind of acknowledge that i've watched one of if not the best uh pitchers of all of this generation i i think that's kind of a neat story but other than that i can't find any reason to root for any part of the dodgers and i guess the red sox story is they can be an all-time great team and maybe that's something to root for i don't know i'm gonna watch because that's what i do i watch sports <laughs> i don't know um, you don't know and, what else am i gonna do yeah yeah um I spent time with my family. Come on, uh, <laughs> no, um, they're in bed. They're in bed. <laughs> start. Um, but there's just no real, real fun rooting interest. I, I, I don't see either way. Uh, I don't know what is that about where you're at. Yeah, I probably yeah again. I probably won't watch until. I'm sure you're much less pessimistic about it than I am. But. Yeah, I probably won't watch till it gets you know some. There's going to be an elimination game or or something of significance. I don't. I probably would start to lean towards L.A. I know I was going after the Brewers this yeah. whole time, but I just don't want to see another Boston team win. And I that's mm-hmm. it's it's deep in me, so I think I have to go for for the Dodgers to beat Boston. All right, that's fair. Um, I just I I don't get there, and I, I don't I don't I guess I don't mean to undersell the future of the Brewers. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel like I, I'm. Uh, uh, as I said, the core is there. Uh, the starting pitcher should be back. I mean, maybe Jimmy Nelson finally returns to be from his shoulder injury to be uh, a starting pitcher again. Um, Woodruff should be able to stretch out and be a real uh, starting pitcher. Shasin's back next year at a very team-friendly contract, about six million. Um, obviously, Hater's back. He'll be he'll be in that relief role. Um, and I'm missing uh, a starter, Wade Miley, who was uh, amazing at the uh, the second half of the season. If he can continue that going forward. There are reasons that next year the Brewers can expect to be back in the playoffs, um, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but that doesn't mean Game Seven of the NLCS, uh, and that's where I'm kind of 
mentally hung up. So, uh, oh, I wanted to say X number of days till pitchers and catchers report, but I, I don't have it. I don't know. Let's say like, I don't know what what is it probably Marlo like ninety days. It's all- yeah, bro. <laughs> it's like February. Yeah, it's probably less than a hundred days. Formulas. One hundred and twenty days. One hundred twenty catchers report. Okay. All right. All right, so only 120 days until you can start uh, getting your optimism back. Yep. Uh, for the Brewers of the World Series campaign. <laughs> Winter is here. <laughs> Winter is here. All right. Well, All, right. A, All right. I, I hope that was good for you. Baseball season's done. We can concentrate on football. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise that's all I got. And Casey, you have any last words? Uh once again, thank you everyone for the uh, support, likes, follows, listens, downloads, all those things. Keep those coming. Uh, share the podcast with everyone you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe everyone. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> until next time, everyone. I hope your favorite teams win all of the sports. See you.